And welcome to the Daily Gator Daily Thought. If you're left, you just ain't right podcast. Uh, the Saturday edition. Uh, and I'm going to go to battle the throat issues I'm having. I'm going to go to shorter episodes. I know it's hard to shut me up. I, I, I know that. But anyway, I'm going to go to shorter uh, shorter episodes here, and uh, hopefully that will alleviate some of the problems. So we got three stories today, my friends, three of them. Uh, let's start off with the college fix, the University of Virginia. They have a student paper there, and that student paper, the, the editors there, the editorialists there, the pinhead leftists there are demanding... The removal of all things, guess what? Can you guess? University of Virginia, Charlottesville, Virginia. Beautiful, beautiful campus, beautiful place. Uh, If you ever go there, I hope you don't have to park. But anyway, uh, they're demanding the removal of all things Thomas Jefferson. You know, third president, father of the, I assume the, the man who, who wrote the Declaration of Independence, the man who tried with the country being founded of ending slavery, the guy who did the Louisiana Purchase, incredibly important person in our history. His vision of America is, I would say, damn close to what a paradise would be. The government leaving people alone to run their businesses and live their lives unless they hurt other people. I mean, who who disagrees with that? Who? Really, who would disagree with the government getting out of your life, letting you do your thing, unless you're actually harming someone else, leaving you alone? But anyway, even though he founded the University of Virginia... Uh, they're going to try to remove all things related to Thomas Jefferson. I mean, which is, it's, it's kind of like, uh, I don't even know what, how to explain it. It's, it's impossible to do what they're demanding. Uh, but the University of Virginia student, uh, student paper used the fifth anniversary of the Talk about overblown events in our nation's history that the left has exploited. The Unite the Right bullshit rally. What you had to unite the, unite the right, you had a legitimate issue. You had a statue of General Robert E. Lee. Should it come down? Should it stay up? There were some good people, as Trump said, they wanted the statue down. I think they're dead flat wrong. I think they're foolish. Doesn't mean they're bad people. And you had a lot of people who did want the statue down. And I think they were dead solid right, not a racist bone amongst them. But you had those two groups of people who wanted to have a legitimate protest over the future of that statue. And then you had some some absolute gutter-feeding white trash, and I mean white trash literally, come in with their tiki torches and their bullshit and their anti-Semitism and their racism uh, and they clashed with a bunch of leftist trash, Antifa types, 
And it used to get me, the media would be reporting that uh, how silly it was to say there was two sides at all, because look, only one side. And the, the, the video is rolling behind them on their giant screen at places like CNN and MSNBS of these two groups fighting each other with their little homemade shields and swords and some of the most pathetic sons of bitches I've ever seen, I've got to say. But that's what Trump meant when he said good people on both sides. He meant over the statue, over the debate of the statue. Uh, and, and let me tell you, I've been to some of these in different states. You have your good people who have a legitimate beef or a legitimate one way or the other. And then you have your, your, your shit stirrers, as my granddad would have called them. Basically troublemakers. I've had people, uh, you know, have legitimate conversations with me. I remember having a couple, a couple of older black gentlemen. We were talking about it, and we were on, on different sides. Uh, but, but one of them said something amazing to me. He said, you know, I, I might not mind a Confederate flag so much if every time I see it, it's in the back of a pickup truck. Or on a bumper sticker of a pickup truck. And I... I was in the parking lot outside. There'd been a, a, a t local TV station had done a special and I'm standing outside in the parking lot. And I'm saying, isn't that your pickup truck? He goes, yeah, had it for years. I said, so pickup trucks aren't bad. He goes, of course they're not bad. I said, so why are you saying someone who drives a pickup truck who has a Confederate flag sticker or an SCV sticker, sons of Confederate veterans, something like that, that, uh, they're bad people. Well, I'm not saying that. I said, well, that's basically what you just said. Is yeah, you're right. You're right. I stereotype. We all stereotype. But however you feel about the issue, and it's been beat to death many times over. That's what started the unite the right. That's why the media picked that up, used it to smear Trump falsely, and they're still doing it. They they don't care about truth anymore, and they're still using it to smear all Republicans, all conservatives period. So because of that, uh, the one gal was, was tragically killed by some nutcase in a car. I still don't know what happened with him. Uh, but she was struck and killed tragically, sadly. And out of that, it grew to be something to beat Trump over the head with, uh, to beat all conservatives over the head with. And the fifth anniversary caused a lot of people on the left to say, Hey, we can get this stuff done right now. We'll use the emotional appeal and our lies like they always do. That's all the left has are lies and emotional appeals and hysterics to try to get their way. Uh, but again, this was back in 2017. It involved white nationalists uh, and became a lightning rod for progressives as they write at uh, the College Fix who use the incident to, among other things, compare due process to Nazism, because those are identical, you know, rip Donald Trump and hold culpable white society at large. Again, they've got to make you, try to make you feel guilty. I have nothing to feel guilty about. I don't feel one damn bit guilty that I had a significant number of my ancestors fighting the Confederate Army. I don't have any apologies for the ones who fought for the Union Army. I don't have an apology for either side. I honor their service and have studied it, uh, found some of the graves, taken pictures, uh, spent a moment and, and said a prayer over their graves. 
So I don't, I'm not going to be embarrassed by anything. I've got 47 years of studying the history of the war between the states. Anytime anybody wants to go, bring it. I have no problem absolutely burying you with facts. Uh, but the city of Charlottesville, they ended up canceling the annual Thomas Jefferson birthday celebration. Again, third president wrote the Declaration of Independence, one of the most essential and fundamental people in the founding of this country. And we're going to forget about him because why? Because he owned slaves. Many people own slaves in this country, including black people. You know that uh, the fact is that Sally Hemings, from what I know, from what I understand, uh, she was white. Really, if you saw her on the city, if she were to be resurrected today, she would look like a white person. But because there was black blood in her, she was a slave. We all know the story about Sally Hemings. The fact is, history is what it is. This country would not be what it is without people like Washington, Lee, Madison, etc., etc., etc. It just wouldn't. We wouldn't have the liberty we have, all people. We wouldn't have our, our justice system based on innocent till proven guilty. We wouldn't have any of that. Jefferson was one of the key people that founded this nation. So if you want to start canceling Jefferson or Washington or Madison or Franklin or so many other founders, you're basically canceling the country, which if you understand the left, my friends, is the whole point, isn't it? They want to cancel America. Uh, but the city of Charlottesville canceled its uh, Thomas Jefferson birthday celebration, opting instead of repackaging the date as Liberation and Freedom Day. We wouldn't have liberty or freedom without Jefferson. Do you idiots not understand this? You're Marxist morons, the knuckle-draggers of the left. In an August 11th editorial, uh, the Cavalier Daily, which I suppose is the official paper of the University of Virginia Cavaliers, uh, the editors wrote that UVA President Jim Ryan's recent pronouncement about the importance of preparing students to be citizen leaders means the university must, listen closely, create a physical environment that reflects a commitment to equality and a disavowal of white supremacy. I'm going to shock some people here on the left if they actually listen, which they need to. Uh, I mean, you need the truth on the left like a sex addict probably needs penicillin. Yes, it's that serious and that acute. But here's the deal, folks. Uh, white supremacy has been rejected a long time ago. Okay? That crap. Uh, you, I don't know, I guess looking for those people that are actually racist uh, in any direction, in any way. You'd have to go a long, long way to find many actual white supremacists. They're... Uh, uh, they're they're like hen's teeth. They don't really exist anymore. Most people accept people as people. That's the way it should be. Colorblind. You know, like that MLK guy used to stand, talk about. But sadly, we don't do that. We don't let ourselves do it. 
So we're going to demand that the University of Virginia erase the man who founded the damn university. Uh, now, in this editorial, the call for the University of Virginia to create a physical environment that reflects commitment to equality and a disavowal of white supremacy, even though the disavowal of white supremacy has been, that's ancient history now, really. Uh, this means, of course, erasing all things Jefferson. There is a reason why Charlottesville's local Ku Klux Klan chapter, probably has like four members, uh, hosted its inauguration ceremony at Jefferson's Monticello tomb, or Monticello tomb, the editor's right. Well, frankly, if, if some people in Virginia had found out that these miscreant bastards, and if you're in the KKK, do yourself a favor, shut up. Go away. Hide your face. You're trash. Okay? Uh, but if you actually were in the KKK and you decide it's a good idea to go have a ceremony of any kind at Jefferson's tomb, don't. You deserve to have your asses whipped, frankly. If a bu bunch of actual southern boys showed up and whipped your ass, I would love to see the video of it. Okay? Let's just get that out of the way. Uh, there's a reason why white supremacists gathered with torches around Jefferson's statue on the north side of the rotunda. Because they're assholes. If they were actually white supremacists. If they were, they're assholes. Okay? Period. There's a reason why they felt comfortable marching through grounds, our physical environment, from statues to building names uh, to Jefferson's overwhelming presence, Exhaust people who held the same beliefs as a Republican white supremacist in attendance at the Unite the Right rally. Jefferson would not have taken part in the Unite the Right rally. His values are the values of liberty, individual liberty, self-determination. That's not the values of the, the, the few people that were involved with the Unite the Right garbage. Okay, let's just get that straight. We know the media likes to pump up numbers of white supremacists and pretend they're everywhere. They're not. Now, these people conclude that these buildings must be renamed and memorials removed. So any memorial to anybody they disapprove of, I guess, has to be bulldozed down. Uh, buildings must be renamed. Why? If you have something good and pure and someone's abusing it, you get the person abusing it to stop their behavior. You don't blame the person who is having their name drugged through the mud. Unless, you're, of course, unless, of course, you're seeking political power, which is what the left is doing here. Uh, the editors also proclaim all UVA students should be required. Notice the word required, compelled, uh, forced. That doesn't really go well with the idea of individual liberty, does it? I think Jefferson would probably be very opposed to that. But the UVA students should be required to learn about the school's racist roots. In other words, they should be put through the propaganda chamber and taught how bad the state of Virginia, everybody from Virginia, Thomas Jefferson, all the founders, the United States, the Constitution, Declaration, all of it 
are all bad. They have to be reprogrammed uh, to think, quote, correctly. And unite the right march over the course of their four years. They recount how their own publication played a role in maintaining whiteness. Of course, that's kind of a generic term now, whiteness. Oh, that's the whiteness. You're, all you're doing is being white. Stop it, please. I'm just doing nothing. I'm just trying to get to work. And my way's blocked by a bunch of protesters who want memorials taken down and want students to be forced, if they attend a university, to undergo brainwashing. And I'm kind of opposed to that. And you're just calling me white? That's the limit of the intellectual depth of the left. They have nothing but fear and smear. That's all they have. When you strip away all the BS, all you have is a bunch of little Marxist wannabes and people who are too stupid to realize they're being trained to be Marxists. Worse, worse even. And that's what you've got. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here from the editorial? Citizen leadership requires taking accountability. To be clear, we vehemently opposed the previous editorial. It was written shortly before and shortly after the events of August 11 and 12 that ignored the institutionalized racism, another bullshit term made up by the left, and misdirected blame to inappropriate bodies. In 2017, the Cavalier Daily was part of the larger media system that exacerbated the harmful effects of the Unite the Right rally. It would be hypocritical to write this editorial today without recognizing these failures and rededicating ourselves to our mission statement of performing a public service. Now, UVA has, so far anyway, according to the College Fix, kept its Founders Day programming, which recognizes achievements of those who embraced endeavors in which Jefferson excelled and held in high regard. But again, that'll probably go too. But has since looked at renaming buildings currently honoring those with a legacy of racial prejudice. In other words, anybody who's done anything in America's history important. From Washington to Lincoln to Calvin Coolidge to Reagan to Trump to this anybody we gotta tear them down uh hell training is to stop graduating racists and looked at paying reparations to slave descendants yes let's pay people reparations for something they never went through and let's make the people who didn't have anything to do with it happening Let's make them pay, right? Another Marxist fail. Uh, very sad, my friends. When you start tearing down the people who built a country, you've got a real problem. And the biggest problem is the majority of Americans don't want this. Period. Yet. The left is getting by because the media holds the water for them. The media lets them go in there and lie and say whatever they want. And you have too many cowardly political and business leaders who just, they don't want this on their, uh, their, their calendar or their schedule at all. So they just want to bury it, get, out, get it out of the way. And they're killing the country. That's 
benefiting with our capitalist system. Amazing. Now, this, let's go to Berkeley, California, from one coast to the next coast, the left coast, the Marxist coast. Berserkly, California. Uh, this also from the College Fix. The Berkeley Co-op. Listen to the title of this. The Berkeley Co-op Person of Color Theme House Bans White Guests from Common Spaces. Hi, how you doing? You're white. You can't come in. Go fuck yourself. Yes. No, you're white. You suck. Get out of here. Uh, you can't go in common spaces because you're white. You, just you being here and your whiteness might frighten someone, so you have to leave. This is our way of being tolerant, inclusive, and diverse. See how that works for the left? Uh, here's one of the reasons given why this is such an important thing to do, apparently. Students move into the POC, that's People of Color, house to be able to avoid white violence and presence, rule state. Well, if you're trying to just not be around white people or any person based on their skin color, let me whisper this to you. You are a racist. I didn't exactly whisper, did I? You're a racist and you probably need to hit yourself in the head with a hammer. I'm only half joking because there's something wrong with your mental capacity. If you really think, oh, I'm in the room with X number of Asian people or Hispanic people or American Indians, whatever. I, oh, my God, I'm, I'm in trouble. They're going to kill me or whatever. Give me a break. So here's the story. Caitlin Richardson of uh, College Fix wrote this. White guests are banned from the common spaces at the person of color house. Okay, if you're white and you're a guest, you're not really a guest if you're banned. Hi, welcome, white guest. Great to see you. Get the fuck out of here right now. That's right. You don't belong here, you bigoted bastard. Have a nice day. Yes, that's right. I hope you get hit by a cement mixer. Fuck white people. Pardon the language. I'm in a mood, folks. Uh, white guests are banned from the common spaces at the person of color house and an off-campus housing option for Berkeley students, according to a photo of the guest's rules recently posted on Reddit. And there's actually a picture here they got from Reddit. And uh, under a section labeled Guests in Common Spaces, it states, Guests are allowed in common spaces, but please be mindful if there are house members in the room beforehand. White guests are not allowed in common spaces. Okay, then. Uh, isn't it wonderful? Guests are allowed in common spaces. But if you're white, you're not really a person anymore, I guess. I don't know. Uh, the POC House intro states in part that many members moved in to be able to avoid white violence. Is that a real problem at Berkeley? white kids beating up black kids or Hispanic kids or American Indian kids? Is that why they need a place of safety, of refuge? Is No. It's just someone's white. Oh my God, it's a white person. I don't know what to do. I'm having a panic attack. I think I may die. No. You're a bigot. You're a moron. And you're emotionally unstable. So get over yourself. Wipe your nose. 
I almost said something else. I admit it. Wipe your nose. Have somebody slap the you-know-what out of you. And maybe, maybe you'll get it through your head that you shouldn't judge people by their skin color. If you do, you're a damn low-life bigot. Am I clear enough there? Is that clear enough for everyone? Uh, the POC House intro states in part that many members moved in to, again, be able to avoid white violence and presence. Not the kind of presence they give you, but their very presence. In other words, existing. You know, you're white, and I understand, but I really wish you'd just kill yourself because I hate white people. It makes me feel so icky. When students do bring a guest, the rules direct them to announce it in the house guest chat and note if they are white. Why don't they just give them bullhorns? And when they're walking in, they have a bullhorn. Hey, I got a honky with me. I got a white guy. He's heterosexual. Just letting y'all know. Really? This is supposed to be non-racist? This is supposed to be anti-racist? This is the definition of racist. And also, the uh, rules advise avoid bringing parents slash family members that express bigotry. Yes, I'm sure that Every student, when their when their parents or aunt, uncle, whatever, grandparents, whatever, come to visit, they just they. <laughs> what are they? Is this a big problem? Oh, you ain't got none of them Mexicans here, do you? I mean, really, stop it! These people are offended because they like being offended. Apparently, they like pretending they're victims. It's like some sick sexual fetish. And not a fun sick sexual fetish either. One that makes you miserable and paranoid. We're raising up kids to be paranoid, afraid of their own shadow, and hateful. Boy, what a society we're going to have in a couple more generations. Uh, the rules continue. Queer, black, and indigenous members should not have to avoid common spaces because of homophobic or racist parents slash family members. Again, this is assuming that if you're white, you you know you're all racist. Amazing. And the left actually thinks this is smart. And stupid people actually buy into this and go, yeah, my damn uncle's white. He must be a racist. I can't talk to him no more. Uh, the person of color theme house. I wonder if they have the uh, bouncy castles in there and stuff in the big pit with the balls, the the plastic balls. Uh, the person of color theme house, a five-story, 30-room home that can accommodate up to 56 students, exists to serve low-income, first-generation immigrant and marginalized students of color. What if you... Isn't this what they're doing, marginalizing white people? So then they would then be victims. They would be marginalized people. White is a color, so they'd be white, uh, or excuse me, marginalized people of color, they would be welcome in the house, and then you'd have to find a new group to exclude, I guess, because the left loves bigotry, my friends. You know, finding a leftist that doesn't wallow in bigotry 24-7 anymore, it's kind of like finding somebody that doesn't like syrup on their uh, on their pancakes or their uh, waffles. Oh, let me see. What else do we have from this wonderful story? It's part of the Berkeley Student Cooperative. 
a non-profit housing, a non-profit housing cooperative established to provide affordable housing to Bay Area College students, even the white ones. No, just kidding. Screw you, Whitey. Since it was established in 2016, the POC House has faced its share of internal problems. Well, run by the nutcases that run it, no wonder why. These prob- these people probably can't take a crap without screwing everything up. How the hell did you get toilet paper on the roof? What the hell? What are you doing in here? We're marginalized people of color, okay? And there was a white person around, and I just couldn't do it. I just, I went, just went crazy with the toilet paper, okay? Sorry about all the feces everywhere. Blame Whitey for it because they triggered me. Uh, let me see. One former member wrote in a Medium article that the House has become known as its, excuse me, known for its call-out culture perpetuated by the lack of intersectionality, like, you know, like intersectionality. You mean like uh, on the road we have red lights, directions, and you have to take wager turn to turn or go left or go right or go straight you mean like that intersectionality no you mean some other again left wing uh left wing claptrap that's what it is uh several members have been criticized for being white or white passing what the hell is white passing like a quarterback it's tom brady aaron Rodgers. Oh, look, it's white passing. Damn white people. Uh, Aligning themselves with whiteness. God. Whiteness is a color. White is a color. Okay? Color doesn't do anything. Color doesn't pass. Who really cares what color someone else is? It is the most meaningless way to judge somebody. It really is. You might as well, you could do hair color, I guess. Oh, they're a redhead. You know what that means. <laughs> Drunk. I love the blondes over there. They're dumb. The brunettes, they're all snobs. Bald people? Probably white supremacists. I mean, let's judge people by, I don't know, uh, whether left-handed or right-handed. It's about as useful as judging them by their skin color. But the left is obsessed with it. Truly, truly evil. Let's try to finish this up. Uh, Let me see. Uh, Stephen Ross, again, the cooperative experience manager for the Berkeley Student Cooperative, told the college fix that neither the BSC or the POC House has an official policy excluding white guests from common spaces. White people can and do live in the POC House, but the focus for POC House is providing a safe and supportive living environment for people of color. Here's the problem with your people of color house. It's racist. There's no good way to set up segregated housing excluding certain people or only including certain people based on their skin color or their hair color or the length of their fingernails or their height or anything else without being discriminatory. So the left claiming to be anti-discrimination are actually the big discriminators. Big fat discriminators. Discriminating discriminators. 
they discriminate a lot. That's the problem. The left is trying to, to take a uh, an ideal that's like a round peg and put it in a square hole. That's what they're trying to do with things like POC houses. Pretending that just seeing a white person, if seeing a white person triggers you, if seeing a black person triggers you, or an Asian person triggers you, you've got problems. You probably go need to see a mental health professional and have some couch time or something. Oh, uh, let me see. Now, Ross did say that each of the 20 BSC houses, well, they have their own culture and practices. They develop over time. At the PLC house, members actively work toward not making whiteness central to the experience for members living in the house. You have a group of people living in a house, like little apartments, okay, whatever you want to call them. How is that experience, it, is it in the way they wash their clothes? Is that where the whiteness comes in? Or how many times they bathe? Or what they watch on TV? Or how is any of that whiteness or blackness or yellowness or any other superficial skin color you want to try to judge people on? This is sick stuff, folks. Very, very sick. Uh, I don't see why anyone, again, I, I, I just have to say, anyone who thinks this is legitimate really needs to go see a shrink. Desperately, because they are confused. Uh, Ross explained that people of color have been negatively impacted by past events like racist and discriminatory, discriminatory remarks made by former President Trump. Name me one that he actually said and meant in a negative way. I bet you can't. Of course he can't, but it doesn't matter because this is the left. They make things up and the narrative is born and there it runs wild and free and no one can stop it. Because if you try to, they'll call you a racist and accuse you of having whiteness. Uh, let me see what else we got here. Oh, and then police killings. Most people killed by police, white, black, whatever the color, uh, they deserve the bullets again. I'm sorry if you have a loved one killed by police, but there's a very, very, very high chance that your your relatives or your relative, your friend, whatever that was, that got the bullets from the police, the chances are very heavy they earned them. And the police did not want to shoot them. But you know what? Learn how to act around police and you probably won't get shot. Uh, in addition to facing daily experiences of covert and overt racism. That covert racism. That's the one you got to watch. Yeah, little guys sneaking around in ninja suits. Never seen them? They're just looking to commit racism against you. They're there. They come down from the black helicopters. You know, when you're not wearing your tinfoil on your head and listening to people like, I don't know, Alex Jones or MSNBS or CNN uh, or some other nutcase, then, you know, they'll get you with that covert racism. You don't even know you're racist. You don't even know they injected you secretly while you were sleeping with whiteness. You'll know when you wake up and you can't dance that you've had whiteness shot maybe. Otherwise, though, 
while member while the members who choose to live in POC house cannot avoid every racist experience. I'm trying to think here. The one the last time I experienced any type of race I have in my life. Yes. Um, I really can't. I think I, the first thing that popped in my mind, I was 19. And for some reason, one of the neighbors that lived like catty corner from my friend's house hated white people and called us some names. We were out tossing the football around. And the football kind of went in his yard. Somebody went to get it. He tried to get it and not take it in his house. And then he accused us all of being racist because we were white. Uh, anyway, there, there are nuts in the world of all colors, people. But the uh, POC house gives the members who live there a safe space. I'd like to find a person who made up the term safe space and slap the you-know-what out of them. Because what a curse on society that those two words are when used together. But they need a safe space apparently to process their experiences and feel supported in their living environment. He said via email to the fix. So apparently a lot of leftists, they dislike to have constant, never-ending, non-ending uh, orgies and parties based on how big a victim they are. It's, it's sick. Again, this is mental illness. Absolutely disgusting. Now, all you white people, and I confess I'm white. I know you can tell by looking at me, but I am actually white. We cannot be, according to uh, according to uh, a certain uh, professor, a learned person. We white people cannot be non-binary because it is white supremacy that upholds the oppressive gender binary. I hope she was drunk when she said that because we're on some type of hallucinogenic drug, because no sane rational person would would even think those words up. Again, someone who uses a lot of big words and express in a certain way to make themselves feel smart. So they'll make money by victimizing people. Boom Battery has a story. Normally, you have to go into decades of debt earning an advanced degree in the liberal arts to attain access to the arcane knowledge generated by the high priests and priestesses of political correctness. But thanks to the libs of TikTok, we little people can catch a glimpse into the realm of our intellectual overlords. In the video below, we learn that white people cannot achieve exalted non-binary status. Why? Because they are the hateful lower race that invented the gender binary in the first place. Damn white people. As we have already learned from the professoriate, professoriate, excuse me, there was no difference between men and women before white Christian colonizers viciously imposed it on a world of Edenic polysexual bliss. I knew a girl named Polly once. There was no sexual bliss involved, though. Hmm. Maybe I missed out. I don't know. Uh, but here is the uh, tweet from Libs of TikTok. Go to Twitter. Get a Twitter account just to follow Libs of TikTok. Absolutely brilliant. At Libs of TikTok. The, uh, they've been, the lady who runs it has been uh, 
suspended, banned, whatever, several times for telling too much truth. Basically, all the woman does is records liberals being, or leftists being leftists, and just plays it for people to see. So what she does is takes the, the, the cover off of what leftism is and lets the people expose themselves. Uh, but this lady was uh, babbling something about, uh, again, white people not being able to be non-binary because it's white supremacy that upholds the oppressive gender binary. So there. I don't really believe that you can be a non-binary. Something about it doesn't make sense to me. How are you going to be a non-binary, but it's people who invented the gender binary. It's people who uphold the gender binary. It's people who spread the gender binary around the world to justify the oppression of black and brown people globally. It's something about that just doesn't make sense. Like, how are people going to opt out of the gender binary? Meanwhile, we are seeing cis black women being pushed out of, you know, sporting events and stuff like that because their testosterone is too high. But we get to have people who the gender binary has done nothing but serve tell us that they want to opt out. And they're not dismantling the gender binary? It don't make sense. I, it don't. That's right, wacko. It doesn't make sense because you're absolutely full of fertilizer. I'll say it nicely. You have to talk really fast, really, really fast, and drive really, really angry and say a lot of big words. It doesn't matter if you know what they mean. It doesn't matter if they even mean anything at all. It doesn't matter if you just made them up. It just matters that you talk fast, sound angry, sound bitter, sound like a victim, sound like you're fighting for the underprivileged, and blame other people for everything bad, and make up a lot of bullshit. And you'll get followers, and maybe if you're really lucky, uh, you'll uh, you'll be rich, and can charge thousands of dollars to go lecture on college campuses and things like that. And during the video, if you watch the little video on TikTok, every time she wants to say the word white but doesn't, she'll hold a, a blank white piece of paper. Because apparently her white people are just like pieces of blank paper. Uh, if you want blank, lady, look inside between your ears because there's nothing in there of any intellectual depth. You know what this woman is? She happens to be black. It's the, it's the classic case of the televangelist and the used car salesman having a baby. She's the baby. Absolutely full of it. Uh, Dave Blunt at Moon Battery writes, looks like the word white is now regarded as unspeakable. Because, again, he's referencing the fact that she holds up this blank white piece of paper when she could have just said white people. Now that she has plumbed the depths of intersectionality, she might want to return to the first grade and learn how to conjugate verbs. Oh, that Dave Blunt, he's such an insensitive white guy. Bastard. Uh, no longer incarcerating the unreachably insane the way we did in more sensible times has made the streets dangerous in universities more dangerous still. Uh, this is it's ugliness. It's ugliness, it's bigotry, it's hatred, it's such completely ab abject stupidity. And people eat this stuff up. And the media enables it by exalting the people who speak like this. Instead of just saying, what a nutcase, move on, let's give people actual news, they actually give these people a platform to spew their bovine manure from.
That's what they do. The media should be investigating these people and saying, look, uh, you know, look how much money they're making and look at the message. Their message is hate. Okay. Uh, I don't like the Klan. I've made that very clear many times in my life. I've even had a couple of verbal confrontations with Klan's people. Uh, and no, they're not nearly so violent when you're right there two feet from them, especially if you're bigger than them. But the fact is, we're letting our country be ripped apart by con artists. And that's what this lady you just heard, con artist. I feel badly for her. She truly, honestly is so, uh, as uh, as my granddad would have said, touched in the head that she believes what she was saying. I, I can't believe she would. Uh, but just to let you know these people are out there and it's getting worse. It's not getting better. You know, if I could have one wish for America, it would be that in the fall of 2022, college football's kicking off, college is coming back, right? End of August, beginning of September. I wish that every student at every major university, really every university, uh, except for the community colleges that actually teach things, I wish every student would say, you know what, I'm withdrawing. I'm going to go to a vocational school, technical school, some type of training. I'm going to go to a community college that actually teaches something. I'm not giving you thousands of dollars anymore. You want to know how quickly things could change? That's how quickly it would change. Like that, my friends. That's it for me. Went too long anyway. But thank you for listening. Do appreciate you. God bless. Remember, three golden rules of life. Go Gators. If you're left, you're just ain't right. And yes, God bless America. Thank you again. You want to be a financial contributor to this podcast, go to anchor.fm.dughagan. And you can contribute there on a monthly basis. If you do, thank you. Certainly not required. I don't like asking for money. Never did, even as a kid. If I was going somewhere and, you know, I would go ask my dad for 20 bucks or something. When 20 bucks would actually buy something. Uh, I never liked it. Never liked it. But uh, anyway, again, thank you. God bless. Take care of yourselves. Be good. Say your prayers. Take your vitamins. All that other stuff. And we will talk to, to y'all uh, here in a couple of days. This is Saturday. I'm going to try to do another one of these on Monday. Uh, maybe every couple days my voice will hold out. It's pretty good today. It's getting a little bit a little bit scratchy. But we'll see. God bless y'all. Take care. Till the next time. Y'all be good.